0: Hey everybody, welcome to Therapy for Humans, the podcast where if you're not careful, you might just pick up some tips on how to survive as a more or less psychologically intact human in the modern world. My name is Rowan, and I'll be your host. Welcome back, episode 23, Therapy for Humans. Today, let's talk about tattoos. Not only because I'm just so fucking tired of listening to and talking about and obsessing over politics but because I think tattoos are cool. So I'm in the process of getting a new tattoo done. I have a lot of them. In fact, I went to a new dentist a few months ago, and one of the questions on the intake form was, how many tattoos do you have? I'm not sure if they were trying to assess for the likelihood of hepatitis or some other bloodborne illness, which is totally fucking stupid, since my experience at dentist offices have been that they definitely do not even come close to following the universal precaution protocols that my tattoo artists have always followed. So anyway, whatever. I just put lots down and the dentist came over and sat down, you know, whenever I'm in the chair later and, and he says, well, how many? And I, I said, I, I don't know. I mean, I think he thought I was being flippant about his questionnaire, but I, I said, I, I really don't know. I'm tattooed across my chest and down both arms to the elbow Actually, now I'm tattooed down my left arm to the wrist. And uh, the back of my neck is done. Majority of my back is done. And they all kind of sort of blend in together. So I really, I just didn't have a good answer for him. So finally he settled for lots. And I got the feeling that we were both judging each other. I know I was judging him. Didn't we talk about judging? I think we talked about judging maybe episode 21. Anyway, there you go. I judged. Because he didn't get it and more so because he didn't ask any questions that might have helped him understand more about it. So, anyway, safe to say I'm heavily tattooed, and uh, so my new piece is is a continuation of my left arm sleeve from elbow to wrist. I'm not going to get into the design and what that means to me, but if you see me on the street, ask me, and I'll happily roll up my sleeve and give you the whole story. But I want to talk about tattooing for a minute because it's become so commonplace over such a short period of time, and me being me... That makes me curious about social norms and what this shift in both acceptance and acquisition of tattoos signals for mainstream Americans, really not just Americans. Uh, it seems like tattooing has increased throughout a lot of Western cultures or Western countries. Um, anyway, so personally, you know, I guess I see our bodies as vessels and temporary vessels at that. So for me, tattoos are like bumper stickers, I guess. It's always funny to me when someone sees my tattoos and they're like, what do you think those are going to look like when you're 80? i like, uh, I never really know what to say. I mean, I, I have tattoos that are 15 years old or more and they're faded and probably more wrinkled than they were, but so is the rest of me. So I'm just not sure what their point is on that. I don't know. Sometimes I feel like getting tattooed is more like coloring in what I feel like is already there. Other times it's definitely different than that. Anyway, let's move on. So body art isn't really new, uh, in this country or any other countries, especially if you take in indigenous cultures, it's like totally not new. Uh, but up until the mid eighties or so, you just didn't see that much ink that I would consider like quality design work. I'm not saying it wasn't out there. It just wasn't very common, at least in New England where I was at the time. And I am guessing in maybe in the Pacific Northwest, there would have been more of that kind of thing, but Um, I remember the first tattoo that I saw on someone that I knew well that that wasn't like a Marine Corps emblem or like some kind of poorly done rose on the breast of somebody named Rose. Anyway, our our friend Christine in college, she had a dream catcher in full color on her left shoulder blade. Not the most original or dynamic thing in the world now, but back then, man, blew me away. The detail in the webbing and the leather wrapping around the hoop was exquisite. Uh, it was actually done by a woman named Julie Moon um, in New Hampshire, who was one of the first like super hotshot tattoo artists in, in like on the north northeast. Um, and the woman that did most of my tattoos, Jennifer Moore, um, apprenticed with her. Probably about the time that I saw that tattoo. Anyway, I digress. At that moment, I think I knew somewhere inside me that I would be getting a tattoo. I didn't know what it would be. I didn't know when or where, but man, I loved that thing. And I started paying more attention to people's limbs and what they had marked on their bodies. And you have to understand that in my world in 1989, even considering a tattoo was a pretty big deal. It was way outside the box. I had two earrings in my left ear at the time. I didn't know it then, but I would have a nose ring inside of a year. One year for that, I would pierce my right ear. The nose ring only lasted about a year, but the other three piercings are still there to this day. Uh, and I wonder if I could have told my parents back when I did them in high school that when I turned 50, I'd still have them. I don't know. Even then, I don't think they were ready to listen to it. Anyway, my first tattoo was a decade after that, at least. I think I was, no, it was a lot longer than that. I was over 30 when I got my first tattoo and it was on my chest and it starts on the right side of my chest, it crosses my sternum and creeps along just under the hollow of my throat to the other side of my chest. Those of you who have ink there will understand the level of discomfort involved in getting tattooed in that area. And I'm glad it was my first one. It's been kind of downhill since then in terms of pain level. (laughs) Uh, That first one took five and a half hours and I was in a fully altered state by the end of it. And a couple of days later, I wanted another one. I'm not a fan of pain, really, not on any level. I don't get off on it. I don't enjoy it. It's not something I seek out. But when you're committed to a process that hurts because you really want the end result, it's an interesting thing. When I'm getting tattooed, sometimes I'll play a game with myself. I'll see how relaxed I can get my body, every muscle in my body, while I'm experiencing intense discomfort. I mean, there's really nothing else to do, right? And this has certainly come in handy at other times in my life when I'm in pain. I use those same techniques, I guess, that I learned in all of my hours getting tattooed. And getting tattooed is a very unique way to experience your body. There may be one area that is almost unbearable to get worked on, and then the needle moves moves over like literally a fraction of a millimeter, and you can't really feel it at all. So, yes, nerves are cool anyway now of course really good ink is everywhere along with you know not so good ink and I love checking out people's tattoos it can give you an immediate clue about who they are Um, in general and especially for the larger more expensive work of this kind the person has put some serious thought into what they're getting often it symbolizes an important time or event in their lives Um, that's an intense thing to put out there for everyone to see and I wonder what that's about sometimes If it's related to social media and the normalization of laying things out there for others to see that a generation ago would never have even been mentioned, let alone publicly displayed. Like most cultural shifts, I suppose there are upsides and downsides to this. I see a lot of semicolon tattoos, for instance. And this is usually in reference to suicide, either a loved one lost or nearly lost or a personal attempt that was survived. And this is one of those symbols that some people find trite or even silly. But personally, I find the use of this piece of punctuation in this manner profoundly powerful. Uh, Maybe it's just because I've worked with so many people who have had suicide attempts or are actively suicidal. But, you know, well, for those of you who don't know what a semicolon is used for, you use it when you could end a sentence, but you chose not to. You have something else to say. I love the symbology of that. Using this to symbolize a life that could have ended but didn't. Or to honor someone who made the choice to put that period down, to end that life. man, that's some powerful shit. And to get back to my point, it's an intimate thing to put on your body where it will be seen by any and all who care to look. Occasionally I run into people who don't want to talk about their tattoos. But for the most part, asking about someone's ink is going to bring your conversation to a much more intimate place than it might go otherwise. And I love that. It's a way to sidestep the surface-level conversation that most of us engage in with people we don't know well and just really get down to it. What's important to you? What do you hold sacred? How did that experience inform you about who you are, who we all are? That's the shit, man. That's what it looks like when you're really getting to know someone. Not, oh, what do you do for work? Or how long have you lived in the area? Blah, blah, blah. So in some ways, I suppose tattoos, at least publicly visible ones are an invitation to authentic communication. Maybe even a type of exhibitionism, I suppose, at it's most extreme. In general, and I guess this goes back to the social media piece, it's a recognition of the power of public dialogue about previously private things. I think in general this is a healthier place to be. You know, as all things, within reason. We all know those folks who overshare, either on social media or in person. They're constantly looking for validation or sympathy or even fucking cash, but that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about a conscious choice to put some of your stuff out there so the people around you can care for you in an effective way. Tattoos, unlike social media, require the other person to inquire, to want to know more. We've all been scrolling through Facebook and come across information that we really didn't want to see, and sometimes that can feel almost assaultive about a flower or a piece of writing, an animal, a design of some sort, tattooed on someone's arm or leg or forehead. (laughs) It doesn't give the whole story. We often have no idea what that means to them. So again, it's an invitation. We need to know, we need to want to know more. So it's not this, I'm going to put all my shit in your face and see what you do with it. It's more of an invitation. I guess I keep saying that. So anyway, so once in a while, I run into people who seem offended about questions about their highly visible tattoos. So I'm going to offer a little pro tip. People, if you don't want to be asked about your ink, put it somewhere that's not visible unless you're naked. If it's on display, it's fair game, at least as far as I'm concerned. And I guess you could argue that. I mean, okay, I might even argue that and I just said it. But so, for instance, if I see a semicolon on someone's wrist, I'm not going to ask them in the grocery store line if they lost someone to suicide or if they attempted at some point. But that's because I know what that means, or at least I'm assuming what I know that I know. It may not mean that to them, I guess. But someone else might have no clue and ask a perfectly innocent and reasonable question about why they have that on their body. So in my opinion, they don't get to be pissed about that. It's the choice they made when they chose that location. My daughter's old roommate in Vermont, who she didn't know before she moved in, had evil cunt tattooed across her knuckles. I never met her, but if I did, I would damn sure be asking her what that was all about. But anyway, most people's ink isn't that blatant, and that's what I like about it. So there's also a tribal aspect to tattooing, of course. I mean, this is where it came from. A lot of indigenous cultures mark their bodies in specific ways to honor an event or a social status or a rite of passage. Um, and in many ways, I see the rise of body art in America as maybe a striving to recapture ritual. And we suck at this, as I've talked about before, a lot. We don't mark important moments in permanent ways. We aren't given permission to own an experience that was powerful in some way, especially if it's a personal experience. So we're left floundering in terms of our place in time, the stage of life we're in, and what the meaning of all that might be. So some of us have chosen to mark our bodies in ways that bring meaning to all of that. So maybe it's backlash, maybe it's a fuck you to societal norms that insist that we quietly move through life without asking too much, without causing discomfort, without impacting our communities in difficult ways. But that has led to generations of people who are looking to their culture for meaning and coming up short. So I see tattooing as a way for the individual to take matters into their own hands, to mark the important stuff for themselves. Getting a significant tattoo in terms of size is no easy thing. For one thing, it's really fucking expensive, and it should be. These are artists, and they need to make a living, and I completely am behind supporting that. But since money is interchangeable with effort and energy, that makes it significant. Also, as previously noted, it hurts a lot, depending on the location, and then after you get through that initial tattooing, you have an open wound on your body that requires care and can stay quite uncomfortable for a while and if it's a large tattoo then you're going to be going back for multiple sittings increasing both the cost and the discomfort so people without a lot of tattoos in again my opinion my podcast people without a lot of tattoos don't get to comment on the significance of the process but those of you with a lot of ink know what i'm saying it's a journey it's a commitment and that's what makes it an effective way to bear witness to what's important It is ritual. The end result we end up with is a bonus feature of this process that we went through. It's a physical reminder. But often I think the process itself is just as meaningful. Which brings me to the last piece of this, which is the artist. If you want to mark something important to you on your body, find a tattoo artist who gets what you're doing and why. Ideally, they should be as excited and respectful of your process as possible. If they are booked two or three months out, fucking wait there's a reason they are booked up don't go down the street to the freaky shady little joint that can get you in today or tomorrow ask for a consultation get a vibe from them and pay attention to how you feel with them you will end up spending a lot of time with them they will be literally opening your body and pushing ink into your skin you are their canvas and there is a heavy level of trust that needs to exist between you and your artist and it goes both ways Once that tattoo machine hits your skin, you need to give up control. There's an artistic process that's happening here, as well as your own internal process. And those two things need to get along. Personally, I've only had two tattoo artists work on me. Jennifer Moore on the main Coast, who just um, retired after I honestly don't even know how long, how many years of tattooing, but she has a lot of ink on a lot of bodies, and she's awesome. Um, She and I ended up getting very close I won't even get into all of that, but it went way beyond tattoo, uh, tattoo parlor relationship. Um, and I've probably spent close to a hundred hours in her tattoo chair. Um, so the story's long and weird, but, um, anyway, I consider her a soul sister and I'm lucky to find her also lucky to find, uh, Tom Kipp at conductor tattoo here in Durango. And he is kind and gentle and intelligent and engaging. And he's someone I look forward to spending several hours at a stretch with. And that's a pretty big deal. He's also a kick-ass tattoo artist. And I trust him to translate my ideas into artwork that I will love having in my body. At the end of the day, it's their artwork and it's your journey. And if you don't both have a lot of gratitude in both directions, you're sitting with the wrong artist. So I guess that's all there is to say about that. No therapy talk today, just Rowan's ruminations. So as always, I'd love to hear from you, and I'd love to hear what's going on and what I can help with. You can send an email to me at rowan at You can also leave a message on our voicemail-only line. No awkward human will pick up, and that number is one 8 387-2646. that's one eight four four durango i am also accepting new clients at this time so if you'd like to see me live and in person for therapy you can get in touch with me through durango you can even just pick up the phone and text or call nine zero three three eight nine three thanks for listening until next time take care of yourself and take care of each other